What up? What's going down, down Jay? Shit. No, man. Just, you know, enjoying my mini vacation while, uh, till we get to week 15 or 16. Shit, I will be too, man. Bust out the mimosas. So, yeah, no. Hey, um, let me know if you hear your voice echoing or anything, because I got you on the, the table, so you know sometimes the voice kind of bounces off. Okay. So are you okay, though? You all right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Just, uh, you know, I was trying to take more extensive notes, but the purpose of that was to summarize these games better. Yeah. No, that's, uh, you know, I'm, well, I'm talking about, like, you know, I, we didn't really hear anything from you till. Oh, late uh, dude, yeah, you know what? Um, honestly, uh, we've been going through like this manager limbo at work, and uh, I mean, everybody's kind of stressed, and you know, we're just wondering what's going on because the the manager put in his two weeks, he's gone, and then like after a week. Uh, the sale, the the I mean, sorry, not sales. Uh, the team lead, he like quit on the spot just because he couldn't take like the extra work trying to fill in, and uh, so yeah, it's just been kind of hectic at work. And you know that day came, and you know that game was close, as we'll talk about. So yeah, you know I was just kind of trying to uh, <laughs> you know gather my thoughts as the game was going on. It was definitely a nail biter. So yeah, hell yeah. Shit, yeah, it definitely was. Uh, even down to this week, because I thought for sure there'd be two set to to get to get to the playoffs, but it turns out only one. Yep. Got in, so it's well. Here we go. Here mm-hmm. we go. And even even in the actual NFL games, there was some people that a couple teams that ended up with the same records after you know their respected wins or losses. Sure, very true. So yeah, I mean let me see here. Sorry, just scrolling real quick. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you no know, four teams left to get in. Well two spots, four teams. Uh pretty much every one of them playing I mean they're all meaningful games, but you know, they're involved against people who can actually knock them out of the playoffs or and some of them it goes either way. So even if they lose, if the other teams lose, it's a little crazy. I know, man. I mean, honestly, I know that uh, it gets crazy this this time of year towards the tail end, but I didn't expect all this. I mean, other than like, last year, everybody's playoff spot except the last one was set until week you know, 15 or 16. That's when the last one got set. But every other year, it's just been, uh, you know, there's three or four teams. So, all right. Well, what happens. Yeah, yeah, we definitely will. You ready? Yeah, man. Let's get it on. Okay. And welcome. 
checking for me, no one checking on me, so I had to go run up a check. I got the message on me, ain't no flexing on me, my attorney gon' call and collect. Blessings on blessings for me, my successes only made them envious, they got upset. I had to put all their egos in check. I want the money, the power, respect, and I heard you know so-and-so, you not a threat, cause I really know so-and-so, they like my family, so they gon' pretend that they cool till they bust at your motherfucking chest. I'm getting gutter, my flow been like butter, my check in the bank, they see the number. All of my haters feel one of two ways, really upset and they show some respect. I can't even think about it, I've been up, so read about it, no beat around it, straight to it, no ring around it, you coming for me, we'll see about it, we'll never see it when I get my feet up, a hundred meters where I run the feet up, and go catching and I'm on a pier, I had to re-up on a real, so you stay the feeder, and put it back into the bit cause I don't really need it, uh. I heard they checking for me, no one checking on me, so I had to go run up a check. I got the message on me, ain't no flexing on me, my attorney gon' call and collect. Blessings on blessings for me, my successes only made them envious, they got upset. I had to put all their egos in check. I had to, I had to, uh, put all their egos in check. You're not entitled to anything else. I got 10 years of this under my belt. Your art is an art, they don't feel it, and nobody hears it. Initiative stay on the shelf. Your ego done got in the way. It gotta die today. It gotta go. You should be happy. I lighten the load. The weight of your arrogance, heavy as stone. I make an appearance. They already know that chip on your shoulder gon' crumble and fold. Yeah, it's not a secret that you a bit fearing the shit that I'm on. So you back to the bragging and the boast. But I'm in a class of my own. Ugh. I heard they checking for me, no one checking on me, so I had to go run up a check. I got the message on me, ain't no flexing on me, my attorney gon' call and collect. Blessings on blessings for me, my successes only made them envious, they got upset. I had to put all their egos in check. It's another episode of The Commission Code. I am one half of your host, The Commission. And then joining me per usual, Drew himself. What's going on, you fantasy fanatics? Fantasy fucking anxiety. <laughs> fantasy fucking stress of the max. Fantasy paranoid. Yeah, fantasy <laughs> paranoid. Uh, you, I mean, you name it. Fantasy overthinking. That's going to happen a lot. Especially, you know, this last game where everybody's like, fuck. <clears throat> you know. Nobody wants to be on the outside looking in, but I mean, hey, it does happen, folks. I mean, Drew has yet to find that out, you know, since he's only been doing it for what? This is your third year, right? My third year, yeah. So, yes, he's made the playoffs his first two years. And well, this year as well, you know, but the world doesn't end, folks. Trust me. You know, in our league, you just, you know, you find a way to deal with it and, Look on the next year. Look at your team. See what you want to try to keep. You know, it's never just uh, okay. You're out. Start over next year. Like, yeah. Your, I mean, you know, because every uh, any little move that you make, even if it's like a long term move, I mean, you know, one of those could work out and help you. I mean, yeah, and that's that's true. I mean, in our league, I mean, there's yeah, there's been quite a few. Hey, hell, even me. I mean. Didn't think I was gonna do anything. I didn't do anything last year, pretty much. But with the players I had, I knew they were good. I knew they were talented. It just there's a lot of young ones in there, mm-hmm. you know, so kept the right ones and voila, you know. And like you know, I know some some people it's, it doesn't happen as often as they would like, but I will profess that you know. Even though it's fantasy football, if you put your work in, 
to keep up with what's going on. Uh, by the time the next draft rolls around, do some research here or there, do some mock drafts, use what you're what you've been the knowledge you've been gaining over the over the off season and it does make a difference. Yeah. I think with the first and second year, what I learned after that was uh get all that thinking and calculations done before you actually go to the draft. Don't try to do it on the spot. Um, you know, while everybody's drafting. You know, you might think you have enough time to look at stuff, but before you know it, it gets back on you and, you know, you kind of make a irrational decision sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it can be a lot. If you wait till the last minute, you'll get overwhelmed, just like with anything else. Um, but, you know, it does make a difference. You know, my five first five, six years, I never did anything, and I'd always come out like, shitty sometimes i'd make you know playoffs but never lasted once i started putting in that work you know doing doing my research you know other than last year it's, i've been riding high so you know what's funny is uh you, you remember that dude mike that i said i was trying to get on the podcast and uh you ran into him at at uh at your work yeah yeah, yeah. well um, that's who introduced me to that DraftKings league that I'm part of. And basically um, every week you make a, like you draft nine players with a $50,000 cap, uh, but only for the Sunday day games. Um, so not Sunday night. <clears throat> and uh, I swear to God, man, him and his brother this whole time have been saying that I was going to crash and burn. And now both of them are eliminated. I'm still in it. And uh, the other day he was still telling me like, yeah, man, you know, any week you're going to crash and burn. And then he wrapped it up with, uh, you know, what was crazy is neither me or my brother have ever been to the uh, the spot that you're at. I think uh, it's eight people left and I'm still in there. And I'm like, how how crazy is that? That somebody who's never been to the final eight is telling me how I'm going to lose. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, but man. it goes a long way, you know. No one wants to know, and that's all research. That's what that's what I credit that to. Yeah, especially with doing that word, man. You could draft draft a different lineup every week, and you so you know you know who's hot, you know who's not. Yeah, and I mean that that fifty thousand dollar cap really. It really does it because you can't just go in there like, oh, well, I'm going to just get Lamar Jackson and Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup and freaking yeah. uh, Austin. Yeah, like eventually you run out of money. So you do have to give at some places so you can have more. Yeah, well, yeah. I, man, it's, been, it's been a few years since I've done that, but yeah. But um, all right, well, I guess let's get into some... Uh, News, notes, injuries. Um, what? So we're no. We, we had been discussing what a year it's been in, in our league, and you know a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't say not a lot of the same, but you know you you, you do see the trends every year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, look. I mean, hey, with some with some teams, I mean, they were hot, they were hot early. They were good early in the year. 
kind of started to take that downturn, but still did just enough to stay in the fight, you know, and uh, with a little bit of luck, of course. And uh, I mean, have you looked at the, the the chances everybody has to make the playoffs? Like, you know, what has to happen? Uh, I didn't look at that. I was looking at the standings, though, and kind of just uh, <clears throat> seeing where everybody's at. Okay, so, yeah, like, uh, I see Mahai, then you, you know, you're on top right there. Rin Maniac's got her spot secured. Uh, then it's just those last two, which, with all of them, it's like almost, they almost have all tiebreakers between themselves, a lot of them. Some even going to... Uh, you know, having the same uh, division record, and so they have to go by points average. A third option. That since uh oh sorry to cut you off. No, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, written maniac since she uh secured her spot, and me and her play next week. Is that just like a nothing game, or is that of? Um. No, because if you lose, and let's say she wins. Well, we always have the same record, eight and six, eight and six. I guess for her, I'm like the only person in this league with my record, aside only with you, you with your record. But it matters for her because if she loses, then she can move down, you know, the ranks in the playoffs. So she has to win to keep to keep her spot. Okay. So, and with you, it's more of uh, yours matters because let's say Mile High loses and you lose as well, then she keeps that number two spot. But if you were, she loses and you were to win, you would take over that, that, that bye. Right. Just because of the record thing. Because, <clears throat> well, oh, wait, I would get the bye. Yeah, you would get the bye okay. because y'all would have the same. Win-loss record, y'all would have the same divisional record. And so next, it would go to points average. And, well, I mean, yeah, you, you're you averaging more points than her. So that's what, that's what that tiebreaker would be. I see. Yeah, so, and of course, it has implications because if she loses and then turkey bag wins, and then with another, uh, let's see here, if... She loses. I mean, the only one she's going to affect really is Turkey Bags, I think, because if he wins, then he would need uh, all he would need is uh, Harry to lose. Like, you know, uh, Manny beat him. Manny beat Harry. Mm-hmm. And Turkey Bags is in. And then uh, now, he, now, what's his name would also need uh, Tie Lines to lose. Where's he at? Manny. Yeah, he would he would need tie lines to lose. Of course, you you know, well, Mahai. Mahai to lose and then he wins. Or if he wins and Turkey Bag loses, then he would be in off of the points average. He like Okay. And that's like kind of something that's in for like third place, right? No, that's just or... to make the last playoff spot. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. <clears throat> Dirty Harry wins, Turkey Bag loses, Dirty Harry's in. 
Nice. Uh, Tyline, he has he, he has a he has a list. Uh, Harry would have to lose, and he would have to win, and he'd be in. Or he would need me to lose, Renegades to lose, and Mile High to lose for him to, to for him to get in, whether he wins or loses. I think. Also, oh, that could happen, and he wouldn't even have to win. But that okay. I think, or maybe he'd have to win, or then he would. Then it'd be. Queen of Queens have to lose. You have to lose. Men would have to lose, and Mile High would have to lose for him to get in. Brian, uh, I need you to call for that upset, bro. <laughs> so if he wins, I mean, but and he's you know he's playing Miguel. You know, hopefully you know Miguel. You know he's up to playing spoiler, and uh, I don't know if that's his fi- his final roster. Uh, set for his uh, for this this week, but you know he could he could, he could play that uh, Miguel could play that uh, spoiler. But if he wins, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for Thailand to get in. So yeah, like so like I said, that's that. And uh, also, you know, remember, folks, don't don't forget about that constellation. If you're in the constellation, you still you still have something you're going to be playing for. You're going to be playing for those extra points, you know, to where we we add those to your total, which is you know it's already going to be it's going to be pretty high after compared. It's going to be around you're you're already going to have eh, if you're like you know last place twenty points, uh, first place, but. I mean, second place would you get would end up like fifteen, third to third to last with like ten. But then if you win your constellation games, first place gets like an extra twenty five points or something like that. I mean, I'm not first place, but yeah, whoever wins the constellation gets those amount of extra points, twenty five points and thirty points. Like I said, I have to look at the figures. I have it written down somewhere. So and that's that for the uh, the lottery you're talking about, right? Yeah, the draft lottery we have in uh, February. Very nice, very nice. So, you know, that you have that to look forward to, you know, to solidify. Everybody will know in February what their draft picks are. And, you know, the chances of someone who wins or ends up in second place or third place getting that high draft pick is not, it's not ideal. You know, they don't usually get it. I think the highest I've seen somebody place was Harry, and that was last year or this year, and he was fourth. And he made it to the playoffs, but I think he would have lost. I think he lost in the first round. Just one and done. Yeah, one and done. But he ended up getting the fourth pick. You know, his, his number wasn't high. So don't forget that, folks. Have that to play for. Um, and that's always an exciting time. You know, you're we've already been out of football for a month, or no, not even a month now. Probably less than a month, but. Still, I'm sure everybody's having their cravings here and there. So, you know, we get the draft lottery. Then we get that. Then we get free agency in March. And then we get the actual NFL draft in April. And then in May, uh, everybody has a keeper set. So there's always something going on until we get to the summer. Mm-hmm. The summertime, you know, that's when, of course, if you do wait, if you don't really keep up in the early offseason, you know, man, you know, 
in the middle of May, end of May, or to June, early June is probably a good time to get started on what you need to do, you know, to be prepared for the draft. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Uh, let's see here. I guess what news, notes, and injuries. Uh, do we ever? We didn't go over AB last week, right? Oh, we did. We talked about it, right? Uh, in the chat, we did, and we talked earlier um, about the accusation. But not... <clears throat> well, AB drew a three-game suspension for using fraudulent vaccine cards. And isn't it so crazy how whenever I brought it up, I was like, you know what? At first, I didn't want to bring it up because I saw it just like on a random like online thing on YouTube, you uh-huh. know, sounded clickbaity, so kind of didn't even pay it no mind. And it's just so crazy that the NFL confirmed the accusation. That was crazy enough for me, but then to find out it's actually true. Now it said other players, so I'm but I'm guessing A B is probably like the most high profile of all of them. Um wow, that's crazy man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that he's still with the Bucks. Though, to be honest, I'm surprised they haven't released him yet. You know, something like that doesn't surprise me. With um, got like a very polarizing personality, and I feel like uh, a lot of his ideas and things he says are kind of crazy. So I could totally see him being somebody that's kind of against the vaccine for conspiracy conspiratorial reasons, if that's a word. Um, and maybe just trying to, you know, bypass it with his fake vaccine. I mean, I thought that that was crazy. He even attempted it. And, um, you know, no one is saying NFL is not forcing these players to get it. They would mm-hmm. rather they have it. I mean, there is some kind of, no, there is a strict protocol you have to follow if you don't get it. And in some cases, like, you know what? I'm sure players have decided to get it so they don't have to, like, follow the strict guidelines. Mm. But, you know, he was acting like, I don't know. No, I don't want to follow the rules, but I don't want to do that either. It's like, you know, you can't have it both ways. And, I mean, see, even that's because he wouldn't even have got the suspension if he would have just bit the bullet and be like, okay, I don't believe that. I'm not going to get back the vaccine. And I saw that there was a couple other players who they haven't gotten vaccinated, so they're going to miss a game. But it's a game, you know, until they go to the next one where that mandate probably is in place. So, I mean, that sucks, man. I mean, you know, uh, he's been better this season as far as uh, mishaps and and kind of juvenile behavior, but uh, I guess he's got to throw at least one thing in there every year. But goddamn, throw something else other than fraudulent, you know, fraudulent papers, fraudulent uh, whatever. And you know what? Just because that tech screenshot was from his personal chef, quote unquote, uh, I bet you that boy, <laughs> he's going to lose a lot of business after that. You know, I don't know if it was like somebody stole it from his phone or he sent it, but this, so? so? I mean, oh, well, like as far as uh, like that 
sector or demographic if you know you know ab's friends extending to their friends extending to like the fans and all that but no like as far as the living of course like yeah but i think uh maybe like nfl wise because i mean hey there's a lot of more stuff going on than fake vaccine cards so maybe nfl wise everybody has their own opinions i guess uh in the NFL and of course in general. Um some people are for it, some people think yeah, whatever, conspiracy, some I don't know. I mean if somebody's believing that it's metal that's gonna stick to you or something like that, I mean that's not true. Did you hear that uh I think it was Cole Beasley, didn't he say something about, you know, people who couldn't come to the game because they weren't vaccinated, he's gonna pay for them to go to another game or something like that. Okay, well, good for him. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't know if you had heard that or not. No, no, I had heard it. I was that like, was like know, at the beginning of the season, though, so. He's like, he's not, he's not even a big deal, and he's, you know, it seems like he's, you know, maybe looking for the spotlight a little bit there. Like a grab? Yeah. You know, like, oh, he's such a great guy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's that. Ben Roethlisberger is uh, apparently it's being reported that uh, he's already discussing retirement with some of the players from the Steelers. Just barely. I mean, yeah, I know. Okay, well, you know what? Let me think rationally here. Jokes aside, you know, if you're an athlete. This has been your living, you know, you're going to probably get to that point after everybody else has gotten to that point of saying that, okay, maybe it's time to hang it up. Yeah. So. I believe it. Denial, you know. You're an athlete, you're a real good athlete for so long, you know, you're not going to, you're going to dismiss all the people who are saying that it's time. You're like, nah, because you've been good for so damn long to where you just, you're like, there's no way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm an athlete. I'm tip. No, he's not tip top shape. No, but he's like, you know, pretty much. Hey, you're good at your craft. You're good at what you do for so long. It's kind of hard to kind of take that. That's a tough pill to swallow. To to realize that you're just not your body. It's not you, but it's your body. You know, fought a time mm-hmm. catching up with you to where you just got to you know accept it for what it is and be like, you know, yeah, I can't perform at the level I used to in football. Yeah, whatever, whatever they say. Um, you know, hang them up. No one says you have to leave football. You know, you can probably start coaching, stay in the game, because I'm sure it's hard enough for NFL players to do something outside of football. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, uh, it's the body, not the mind, man. Like, I mean, these are minds that have won championships and leading teams. So, of course, you know, the mind's probably going to be, you know, knowing that it can overcome certain obstacles. But then, like you said, the body is just uh, not there to to appease the demands, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're you're, you're everything ages, your organs age, knees, feet, hands. No, sometimes you're taking way too many hits, and so you're just not right, and 
that could also be that also affects a, a lot of players when they just crash and burn after football because they're like, oh my god, I'm not doing the only thing I've ever done my whole life. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, can't be easy for them. But here we go, moving on. Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and apparently doesn't have the Fitz magic for his ailments. He's, uh, I guess, he's just decided to uh, chuck it up for the season, have surgery, and I guess try again next year. Yeah, I think I. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I just kind of got that feeling already that was going to happen. I mean, it's kind of like a. I don't know, like Will Fuller type thing where it's like he's been out so long. It's like, okay, get to a point where you just stop thinking about it. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, Heineke's been filling in nice. So, I mean, hopefully he gets that surgery, takes the proper amount of time to recover, and maybe he can get that magic back. Maybe, just maybe, you know, the neck, the neck, spine, all that, it's nothing to play with. Mm Mm-mm. You know, that kind of stuff can affect you for the rest of your life. And so, hey, if you, you know, you got to have surgery to fix it. And doctor saying you might be able to play, you know, after all, all is said and done. Then, you know, sometimes you just got to take it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Justin Fields is uh, it's really weird. Not weird, but I don't know why it's, there's a subject, there's an ongoing discussion related to his health. Status. No, it's just saying uh, they're never going to put Fields at risk medically and just taking the extra precautionary for the first round pick and uh, going on about Andy Dalton. It's like, does anybody really care? Like, who is who is making a big deal out of his uh, his health status? Yeah, I mean, honestly. You know, week to week, as far as whether there's Dalton or Fields, some of those games they play both of them, and uh, you know, not too much of a difference except just like the style of play. But uh, production-wise, yeah. So, I guess maybe Bears are just trying to maybe throw off people because I think it's less of the the seriousness of the injury and more of like his performances weren't that great. I mean, he did have a game where it was like a flash, but. Yeah, I mean, if he was performing badass, more than likely they'd be trying everything in the book just to get him out there, you know, give him some cortisone, cortisone shots or something like that. Well, I think uh, it's, they're, they're talking more along the lines of, uh, I think it's like within the organization, because they're saying the subject of, of an ongoing discussion related to his health. You're not really hearing about this. People aren't asking the question about his health outside of the, outside of the organization. So I'm thinking that somebody wants him to play, but then uh, Matt Nagy is uh, is saying, "Well, this is our first round pick. We can't put his uh, we can't put him at risk, you know, to hurt himself further." So that's why we're taking extra precaution with him. Because I mean, nobody's really no, I don't, nobody's nobody outside of the Bears is asking why he's not playing. Really, nobody. I mean, yeah, I got reporters, but. I don't think it's making news. Like uh, it's very true. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure maybe Bears fans are wanting to know what's up, but yeah, I mean, that's not really popping up on the uh, the radar. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but uh, Adam Thielen doesn't practice. Uh, apparently, he got hurt 
in this last week. I heard it was an ankle, wasn't it? Yeah, an ankle. So, I mean, who knows? Ankle, ankle sprain, he's gone about five weeks. Low ankle sprain, maybe two to three weeks, I don't know, depending. So, uh, Dalvin Cook had a limited practice Tuesday. or limited, He was limited in Tuesday's walkthrough. They played Thursday night. I can't believe that. Like, I'm telling you, like, I just, I don't know, in my heart of hearts, I just feel like dislocated shoulder is way more of a serious injury. But, I mean, hey, I'm glad, but we'll see. Well, they played Thursday night. I don't think he can play. For sure, for sure. So, maybe they're trying to look at a week 15 return. Um, Crazy. Debo, hopefully they return in week 14. That would be a big bump for uh, Mile High because uh, who's out now? Uh, what's his name? Elijah Mitchell's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilson's out. And so, hey, they're hoping Debo can come back and actually. What? Uh, what? Which Wilson? Uh, Jeff Wilson. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I think they're hoping that uh, Debo can come back and fill in that running back. I mean, that definitely would make a big difference. No. So, we'll see with that one. Um, Let me see here. Kendrick Bourne, no targets. Um, I think that that might. Oh, you know, Dominican Sue. No, not Dominican Sue. David Njoku. Uh, entered the COVID-19 protocol, so he won't be playing this week. Uh, Keenan Allen entered it as well. He won't be playing this week. Um, Darren Waller's day-to-day, so he might end up playing this week. Um, I know Miles Sanders has a has a ankle sprain, so he might miss a week or two. I was going to ask you about that. Finally had a game where, you know, I think they used them like they should have. And he kind of, yeah, then he gets hurt. It's, I mean, two two weeks, maybe three. Did you hear about um, Logan Thomas? That's right. There we go. Here we go. Yeah, out for the season. Dude, the guy literally came back from long injury from, what, week one. Came back for, what, like one or two games? Bro, I'm telling you, the tight end position for the Washington football team is jinxed. It must be, man, because I don't know. Maybe they're just setting up uh, too aggressive of plays or volume. But damn, that's uh, that's crazy. I mean, you think about who was there, who was the big one for him. Oh god, he had like ten freaking concussions. What is it like, Vernon Davis? I mean, he was there for a little for like a year or two, but the one. Who always got hurt. Fucking damn good tight end. But could never, ever, ever stay healthy. That sucks. I can't God, well, I can't think of his name. It'll, it'll come to me. Uh yeah, it'll come to me eventually. And that I should do you wanna go ahead and um so do you want to do you want to get into a couple of games first? Yeah, man. Let's go over uh, let's recap these games. You know what I'm saying? 
had some pretty interesting games. Maybe some surprises, but uh, I think a lot of these ended up the way we thought it would. Uh, first game, of course, we got to go over Thursday night football. Dallas Cowboys traveled down to New Orleans to play the Saints. Uh, I think this ended how we thought it was going to end. Cowboys beat uh, heavily injured Saints. 27-17 was the final score. Uh, Cowboys move up to 8-4. and four. Saints move down to 5-7. and seven. Pretty slow start to this game, but uh, at the end of the first quarter, Gallup had a touchdown, and uh, Dallas defense started to, uh, also started to come alive. You know, Prescott, he ended the day with 238 yards, um, just a little bit under 20, uh, 20 fantasy points, so a light game for him. Uh, Pollard coming through, continuing to shine. He had uh, 71 yards and a touchdown on the day. You know, Lamb performing how, you know, we thought he should have ended up with almost 20 points as well. Um, Taysom Hill, as we know, he uh, started this week because of uh, Trevor Simeon being benched. And uh, did you uh, did you watch this game? Yeah, I did. You know, like towards the, the beginning, I feel like Taysom was actually trying to pass heavy, like do some checkdowns. Um but, I mean, yeah, this guy ended up having four picks. So, I think he reverted back to the running. And, honestly, I mean, this guy is a really a, a true athlete. But he's just not a starting quarterback. I mean, um, I will say he was playing with that, that splint on his finger. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, despite that, it was still pretty bad. You know, uh, but what's crazy, though, is fantasy-wise, Taysom Hill actually had a better day than Prescott. Uh, he threw for 264 yards, two touchdowns, but with the four interceptions. But you add on 100 yards of rushing, and uh, he ended up with uh, just a little bit under 30 fantasy points. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, New Orleans was held to 10 points until the fourth quarter, but... Uh, you know, Saints getting a touchdown that late, it just it just wasn't enough. Um, Dallas just Dallas defense just went bananas. I'm kicking myself in the ass for not starting them this week. Uh, I thought I was gonna uh, be cute, I guess you could say, and uh, try to go for a higher upside with that Vikings defense, but uh, no, it, it didn't work. So, um, yeah, Cowboys took this like I thought they should have. I think most of his uh, most of his interceptions came late in the game. Whenever he was trying to do way too much, uh, they mm-hmm. did uh, they did they did get screwed on one penalty where it was uh, illegal block. They had actually gotten the first down off of that. They had to bring it back and lost yards there. Um, I mean, they didn't even have Alvin Kamara. I don't, I don't know if they had Mark Ingram really. Did they have Mark Ingram? Say again. Yeah, oh, I was seeing if they had Mark Ingram. He played, but he did play. Um, I mean, yeah, Dallas is just too much for him. No, they're a lot, they, yeah, they do have a lot of players that are injured on the defense. So, yeah, that was yeah, sad. just the raw talent, you know. It just, yeah. So, I mean, credit to the Saints, man. I mean, I was giving it up to Taysom at the beginning or actually through the whole game. But, uh, yeah, like I said, he's a good athlete, but not a starting QB. Um, going on to the next game. This will be short going over it. Uh, Indianapolis Colts versus the Houston Texans. I mean, this was a complete blowout. 
Colts 31 and the Texans delivering a Krispy Kreme donut. Um, Colts move up to 7-6, and six, and Texans move down to 2-10 and 10 if you wanted to know. Um, Tyrod Taylor, I mean, I used to sometimes call him Ty God because he could go God mode at sometimes, but he's back to just Tyrod this week. Um, didn't even crack 150 yards. Um, Pittman was probably the highlight of the game as far as, like, the Colts. He had 37 <laughs> yards. Um, of course, they were trying to use Jonathan Taylor, but not too much production from him, at least, you know, for him. Um, Colts ended up scoring in every quarter. And, I mean, yeah, I think the points just stacked up on Texans, and it was just too much. Texans were gross offensively and defensively. Um, and you know what? Colts are doing good. But something that uh, Stephen A. said recently, and I'll admit I'm uh, disagreeing with a lot of things that he's saying these days, but one thing he said that I hate to say is true, but he said that, you know, the Colts going to the playoffs, they're one Carson Wentz mistake away from getting eliminated. And I, I swear I do not believe in Carson Wentz. He's been playing good, like just well enough. I mean, his stats this week weren't great. That's why I didn't go over it. But I still think that uh, sometimes he just fails in those high crucial moments. Every time John, every time John the Taylor's rushed for over 100 yards, they haven't lost. Really? Yeah. This year. So they need to stick to the running game because that's what's working. That's what's getting them their wins. That's what's setting up. Wentz, you know, opening up the receivers or receiving lanes so that he can make things happen. So, and uh, Texans, they're the first team this year that has been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. There's no way they can make it. Even the Detroit Lions are still in the mathematically. Damn, so Texans are just for sure, like, there's no way they can make it? No way. I mean, that's pretty sad. I mean, we all knew what the Texans were bringing to the table, and that wasn't much. I mean, Tyrod, but he's an injury bug, and um, Brandon Cooks, but, I mean, (laughs) I feel like he's begging to get out of Houston by now. So, sorry, Texans, maybe, you know, plan something for next year. Or maybe never. Oh, man, I know, right? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, man. They're Texas, man. Well, I, I don't like anything Houston. I'm sorry, man. I just can't do it. Yeah, Houston is very trafficy. It's like a concrete, you know, just concrete safari jungle. over there. Yeah. Um, but uh, going on to the next game, and oh, my God. Vikings versus the Lions, man. Lions. As you said it, they won their Super Bowl. They got their first win of the season. Yeah, did um, you see them after that game? What's that? Did you see them after he threw that after Goff threw that TV? Honestly, I did. I was shocked as hell. Not even the Vikings could believe what happened. Vikings what? I said not even the Vikings believed that it was happening. I mean, honestly, dude. Um, Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I've never seen golf, you know, clutch like that. 
Mm-hmm. It was good to see. Um, you know, you know, you know. All jokes aside, I know that there was all that weight uh, from the shooting that happened, and we're getting into that. I know that was a big motivation for the game. And uh, I mean, hey, we we've seen time and time again, you know, external motivations can help out a lot. So um, the score was close, but ended up uh, twenty-seven to twenty-nine. This was in Detroit, so it made it even better. Vikings moving down to five and seven, and Lions moving up. I mean, to one ten and one. You know, um, Cousins. I mean, he found work early in the game, and you know he had a really good game. He ended up with three hundred forty yards and two touchdowns. Um, but you know, the Vikings where they were held to field goals. Uh, surprisingly, the Vian- uh, Lions defense uh, did their job. Um, Actually, the Lions had the first score. They were the ones that put up the first number. So, uh, as we know, uh, this is the first game. I believe, yeah, the first game that Dalvin Cook is out. So, Madison came in to start. And just as we saw uh, previous in the season, he filled in nicely. I mean, he ended up getting 22 fantasy points, I believe. Um, Jefferson also. Uh, he also went bananas, had 182 yards and a touchdown. Um, finally, uh, there was a touchdown in the third quarter, but there, it was called back, uh, and that was on the Vikings side, but I believe that was whenever Madison finally got his touchdown, you know, he ran into there. So, but I mean, despite all that, you know, cousins went off 340 yards, like I said. I mean, Goff, he still, you know, brought almost 300 yards himself. You know, uh, 296. He actually had three touchdowns. Um, They kept up the attack. I got to give it up to him. Um, It was, uh, what was it like? It was just seconds left, right, that Goff threw that touchdown? Yeah, it was was the last play of the game. There's three seconds left, and, you know, that was it. Yeah, so... I mean, so, yeah, you know, Williams, uh, as we know, Swift is, was out this week. So, his backup, Williams, uh, Jamal, got 71 yards in. Fantasy-wise, not too crazy, but uh, for the team, he did what he needed to. And, uh, you know, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Hawkinson both brought in a touchdown. So, um, yeah, I got to give it up to uh, the Lions, man. I mean, Dan Campbell, I'm happy for him. Um, Detroit Lions, I'm happy for him. So, um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I feel like this gives them a little bit of boost going into the next game. I mean, we've talked about how close a lot of their losses have been. So, maybe something like this could, uh, you know, could, you know, tip the scales in their favor. Well, yeah. So, do you know who they play next? Uh, I can find out. Okay. Yeah, just let me know. I'll start with the no, next game, know. though. Okay, I got you right here. Okay. The Broncos. Okay. Somebody who's uh coming off of a tough loss, so. Yeah. I mean, not also, but they're coming off a tough loss, so we'll see, uh, you know, how, how they can react to that. But uh, next game we're going over is Giants versus the Dolphins. Um. Another game where, you know, Tua, he, he brings it. 
Um, still, New York Giants are not much of contenders. So, I mean, uh, you can take this win for what it is. But uh, the Dolphins, uh, the final score, I'm sorry, was uh, nine to twenty. This was in Miami. The Dolphins they move up to six and seven, and the Giants move down to four and eight. Um, they're getting, they're getting hot. Dolphins, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, they got that little. We talked about the the Waddle to a combo. They got that little, uh, you know, Bengals combo like they got. They're they they won five in a row. Mm-hmm. Five in a row. I mean, some good throws, some good catches. We're seeing the defense is starting to be like a liable fantasy option. So you know that means they're doing good in real life. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, you're you're completely right. You know, Tua he ended up with uh, 244 yards, two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, which I was surprised at that. Um, he had uh, just under 28 fantasy points, and you know, Waddle he got a lot of those targets. He ended up with 90 yards. Um, you know, on, honestly, on the Giants side, it wasn't uh, too much to speak of. Uh, Evan Ingram had 61 yards, uh, but you know, even with that fantasy uh, premium enhancement for the tight end, it only bumped him up to 12 points. So, and uh, you know, and I'll continue to say it every week, Barkley, I don't trust in him, man. Um, you know, he had 55 yards, 19 yards in receiving, but I mean, that didn't really get you much points if you're having him as your RB one or even two. Who's that? Uh, Barkley. Okay. Now, Barkley, he is. Oh, what's. Oh, God. What's their. What's their GM's name? You know, his. his, uh, He came over from the Panthers. Um, Barkley was his. uh, After Daniel Jones. No, Barkley was first. He was that first pick. He ever, you know, first player he ever drafted for the Giants. And it's just been. It's just been one downhill ride where it's, you know, you're like what could have been, but probably never will be. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's memes about it these days, man. And uh, it's like, yeah, uh, Barkley, you know, the, the ending game stats are 121 yards, but 99 yards came from one play. Um, but even this season, he hasn't had any breakout plays like that. So, I mean, maybe the Giants are in capital hell. I don't know. Maybe they really paid out to have Barkley. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're probably just like, you know what? We're just going to use you for as much as we can get out of you. We paid you. Um, but, yeah, he's kind of – he's an injury bug as well, man. I mean, it's been it's been really rough since he had that first injury in the NFL. So, um, as far as the rest of the game, I mean, we know that Glennon was filling in for uh, Daniel Jones. Um, you know, whenever actually last time I saw him play, I felt like whenever he just sticks to check down passes, you know, take the easy routes, he does fine. But he just has like this itch. He's got to try to throw for like a freaking you know, 40-yard touchdown or a 40-yard pass, and that's when everything, you know, crumbles apart. Um, so, yeah, I mean, defense was stepping up on both sides, though. Giants, you know, they have a decent defense, but uh, 
Yeah, man. I mean, Dolphins, they're just on a, a hot streak. Uh, like I said, Tua's been having some good throws, and him and Waddle, they're just they're just connecting right now. So. All right. Uh, moving on to uh, the next game, Bucks versus the Falcons. And, man, you know, I had a, a fishy feeling about this one because I was like, you know what? As bad as Ryan has been playing – I almost feel like he's a, a sneaky pick for fantasy this week because, you know, just something about whenever he goes against Brady, he loses, but he has that type of performance where you could tell he had some effort. And, uh, I mean, this uh, this game ended how you think it did. The Bucks won over the Falcons. Final score was 30-17. to 17. So Bucks, they now move up to nine and three, and the Falcons move down to five and seven. Um, going over the Bucks side first, you know, I mean, hey, three hundred sixty-eight yards from Brady, four touchdowns. I mean, you know, he yeah he had the interception, but you know he ended up with forty-three fantasy points. I think uh, like Harry has him right. Yeah. So I, my God, I swear to God, dude, Brady. Still continuing. He's the number one quarterback right now, at least on fantasy. You know, if you look on Flea Flicker, um, it's just it's wild to see that he's still, you know, performing like this at this age. I mean, he has a great offensive line. I'm going to say that. They give him time. So, um, you know, I'm going to say it looked close. It looked close until the end of the third. Um, you know, the Falcons, they they kept pushing. They kept trying. You know, Patterson. Uh, he was in the game. He had 78 yards. Uh, and Russell Gage, I mean, he just was possessed by a demon. He He's finally coming out, finally taking some of that burden with uh, Ridley being out. Um, uh, Pitts, he had some good looks here and there, but, you know, not too much of a good fantasy day. So it was just, you know, turnovers. There was a crazy pick six uh, from the Falcons. Um you know, sacks and all that. They were getting to Ryan, not giving him any time. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I will say Fournette. Did you see? Did you see this game? No, not this one, dude. I swear to God, Fournette. I mean, he's been turning up these past you know couple weeks. He had uh, twenty-two fantasy points, man. Ninety-two yards and a touchdown. But that touchdown he had in the end zone was like a matrix grab, like. Brady, he throws hard, like, you know, that's what I've seen him do. And it, it almost seemed like he this he had like a magnet to that football. And he only he caught it one hand. He caught it one hand and brought it down, you know, for the clean touchdown. I swear, Fournette, I mean, he's looking like the Fournette that I think everybody thought that he could be whenever he first got drafted. So um, yeah, so good win for the Bucks, Falcons. Um, despite them being five and seven, you know, in their division, there's like, I don't know, like what, like two, three other teams that have like the same, uh, or in their conference, I should say, uh, the same record. So, I mean, Hey, maybe they could turn it up. I don't know. Um, let me see here. I'm got it right here. Well, they're nine and three. <laughs> yeah. Carolina, Atlanta, and New Orleans are all at five and seven. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, some one guy had made a joke about it, but uh, I totally agree that, you know, uh, Falcons, they got five wins, but somehow, like, every week, I just feel like they get their ass whooped. 
So, like, whenever I look at their records, I'm like, well, damn, they got five wins. And, you know, you kind of go back and, you know, memorize the games. But, yeah. So, I mean, they're they're still in it, man. I mean, Patterson coming out of nowhere. Pitts is getting some looks now because Patterson's there and Gage. Now, if he can be consistent, I think they could, I could, they could try something, I think. So, we'll see how that goes. But uh, next game going on to Philadelphia versus the New York Jets. I mean, this is going to be a uh, you know, pretty easy game to go over. The, the Eagles dominated. Final, game, uh, final score was 33-18. to 18. If you care about the records, Eagles move up to 6-7, and seven, and Jets go down to 3-9. and nine. Um, I mean, Goddard, man. Dallas Goddard. He was the highlight of this game. Um, I actually didn't write it down here, but I remember he had like, what, like 33 fantasy points, 31 fantasy points, uh, 105 yards, two touchdowns. I was actually watching this game on my lunch break at work and I was going crazy. Like I had my headphones on watching it and you know, everybody's all quiet minding their business. And I kind of just jump up out of nowhere, scare everybody. Um, it, it was crazy to watch. It was good. I mean, Gardner Minshew, um, for those who don't know, he actually had the start this week with uh, Jalen Hurts being out uh, due to injury, right? Yeah, his, his, his ankle. Um, mm-hmm. It's more just precautionary. They just want to make sure. But I'm sure they also wanted to see what Minshew could do. Right. And, I mean, I'll tell you, I saw whenever Minshew entered the uh, the arena – uh, hadn't dressed out yet. This guy was all top, top gunned out. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh man. But I mean, as cheesy as it was, I mean, he was rocking it, and I swear it looked like he was ready. And this guy came out and played a better game than Jalen Hurts probably ever could this season. Um, two hundred and forty-two yards passing, uh, two touchdowns. Like we said, Sanders, he finally had a, a game where I felt like they used him like they should, but unfortunately, you know, injury bug uh, bit him again, so hopefully he's not out for too long. Um, on the Jets' side, I mean, we could go over Zach Wilson. He didn't look too bad. He did have, uh, you know, 226 yards, uh, two touchdowns, plus a, a rushing touchdown, so... I mean, if we take away that name, Zach Wilson, that sounds good for any quarterback. Um, and then, of course, Elijah Moore. He's really been the only viable option. If I remember right, Corey Davis is out now with injury. So, yeah, 86 yards and a touchdown from him. But, uh, I mean, it was just uh, so much more talent on the Eagles that day. Goddard, you know, decided to go God mode. Um and, yeah, so the Eagles got it done. So we'll see if they can turn it into anything going forward in their division. Um, next game, Arizona Cardinals versus the Chicago Bears. I'll probably get a little bit of input from you on this one because, I mean, this was Kyler's first game back. Did you happen to watch it or see the highlights? No. This past Sunday I had to work from, like, from 11 to, to 4. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they had the red zone on over there. Okay. Like, no, I, I was watching the highlights, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he looks like – he looks good. He looks like he's 
he's doing a whole lot better. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure he wanted to play. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably kept giving him a little bit of crap, like, "Hey, come on, you know, let me play." But yeah, I mean, what was it? Four touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he had uh four touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> actually, forgot to write the stats on this one. Well, yeah, but, yeah, two passing and two rushing. Okay, yeah, so, I mean, that's what I was gonna say. He was right back to you know rushing uh for the touchdowns. That's that's what I really liked about what the the Cardinals did. You know, I feel like in reality they could have had him back maybe two weeks ago, but they were making sure taking that extra time, um, you know, so he could come back like full force. And I mean, shit, this was full force. You know, the final score was thirty-three to twenty-two. Um, Cardinals just dominating in their record. They're ten and two now. Uh, Bears moved down to four and eight, but. You know, you know, Dalton was looking all right, but immediately to open the game, he threw an interception. So, I mean, definitely not a good tone to set for the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this game kind of went as I expected it. Uh, uh, James Conner, uh, I know that he had uh, one or one touchdown, at least, rushing. Um, so he was he's continuing to be consistent as far as the touchdown upside, which is – it's crazy. I mean, I didn't expect that from him this season. So, um, yeah, I mean, Dalton, he ended up throwing four picks. And uh, I think the last one was with like seven minutes left in the fourth. So um, whenever I saw that, honestly, to me, that was the end of the game, even though there was seven minutes left. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Bears are just all over the place. And like you said, who's really, you know, wondering about, how Justin Fields is doing. It's not like, you know, he was uh, doing crazy numbers over here in his rookie year. So, um, and hopefully they can get it something together. Well, Mon- Montgomery, Montgomery. Montgomery had a decent game. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot to write down the stats. So, uh, he didn't he have, like, okay. a, a touchdown? He had, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me see. Pull it up. I believe at least one, maybe two or not. What? Right? Who they played? Yeah, they played. Uh, yeah. Oh, he had one. He had a uh, miscellaneous touchdown, I guess. Whatever that is. Well, he had one TD. Yeah, but then he, I mean, he had a lot of. He had nine, ninety uh, rushing yards. He had fifty-one receiving yards. So he was a. Uh, he was active in the game. Yeah, and I mean, I know that's like what we've been all looking for. Um, what uh what week was it that he went out with his injury? Four or five, four, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, I saw that you had uh, traded him, right? Yeah, traded him for uh, yeah for Russell Wilson. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, that uh, I mean, that trade's kind of working out in both of y'all's favor. You and uh, Mile High, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit. I told I I was giving her crap because she didn't play him. You know, I mean, I could see the. Uh, the withdrawal. I mean, yeah. This week it didn't matter much. She's still BB, but uh, you know it would have been even more dominant if she did. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I was like, no, I get it. You know, but... yeah, for sure. So I mean, hey, Bears. I mean, they got one at least one little spotlight on there. Let's see if they can, you know, capitalize on that. But fantasy players that matter for the Bears. I mean, if 
if you have David Montgomery and, and Mooney, that's all that's going to matter going forward with Tom. Mm-hmm. So you know, and I had a slight thought to you know try to go for something crazy and start Komet because last week he had a good game, but I didn't fall for it. I learned my lesson from uh, that time whenever I started Uzoma. So yeah, and uh, I'm glad I did it. So going on to the next game though. This is one of my personal favorites probably of the week, uh, the L.A. Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I uh, I don't remember who I picked in this game. I think I did end up picking the Chargers, but I really didn't want to. And, um, you know, yeah, so the Chargers ended up pulling it out. And this is one of the games where, you know, that I was talking about uh, Chargers and Bengals both go up and down respectively to seven and five. Um, so, you know, uh, they're not the same division, are they? No. Yeah. Cause I was thinking that and I was like, okay, so <laughs> divisional games haven't really, you know, hit too much of the teams yet. But, uh, I mean, this game ended up, uh, 41, 22 for the chargers. Um, I mean, Herbert, he's been continuing to show some masterclass games, been showing a lot of that, uh, rushing upside as well. I mean, he ended up with 38 fantasy points. Um, Eckler, he had a, a, a real good game, too, as we uh, would have thought, but he had two of those fumbles. So, you know, that brought down his fantasy points, uh, you know, quite a bit. Um, you know, I had Eckler, so, I mean, I feel like this was a nice floor game for him, but, I mean, yeah, the upside wasn't there today. Uh, Williams, did you did you see uh, you see Williams, Mike Williams? Yeah, yeah. He kind of told, you know, Keenan Allen, hold on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hold my beer real quick. I'm going to go ahead and get the yardage for today. You know, uh, even though Allen, he had two touchdowns. And he ended I was going to say, with, yeah, let, let yeah. him do the hard <laughs> work while, uh, while, while, while the, the boss, Mr. Allen, can get the TDs, the ones that matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he did have uh, 22 fantasy points off that, two touchdowns, and I forget the yardage, but uh, – Guyton coming out uh, out of nowhere, you know, offering some support too. He had uh, 90 yards and a touchdown, um, just a little bit less points than Allen at 19. So, um, on the Bengals side, uh, Burrow had himself a game, but he did start late. Um, I was watching this game and I was, had him drafted or I had him starting. And I swear to God, this boy starts games late. I mean, he ended up with 25 fantasy points, but. Um, that was in probably the, probably a little bit after the second quarter, he ended up with 300 yards and a touchdown, but you know, two interceptions, man, uh, I did not like that, but whatever. I mean, T Higgins, uh, we've been talking about how he's been going crazy these past couple weeks. Uh, I think last week he had like 28 points this week, 29 fancy points. Um, they tried to use Mixon, but didn't he have, like, some injury concern or something like that? I mean, the Chargers have a pretty good defensive line, so it wasn't going to be easy for him. Right. Yeah, I know, because I saw that he had, like, I think, like, a little bit over 50 yards, so, you know, which is not crazy. So, yeah, I mean, um, I mean I'm mean, i interested to see. I mean, like I said, both these teams, you know, have the same record, so. I want to see what they can do in their respective divisions. Um, 
moving on to the next game. This will be a, another short one to go over, Jaguars versus the Rams. I mean, this was a complete blowout. Uh, this ended 7-37 to 37 at the uh, SoFi Stadium in L.A. Um, yeah, so the Rams, I mean, they move up to 8-4. and four. Uh, This is a real comeback game for them, you know, to bounce back from the loss last week. Jaguars, uh, this is their 10th loss with only two losses. I mean, uh, 10th loss with only two wins. Um, Not really much to talk about on the Jaguars side of the ball. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. I was just coughing. Uh, Not much to talk about on the Jaguars side of the ball. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is continuing to look abysmal. Um, Nobody really to speak of on rushing or passing robinson was in this right i mean he wasn't injured. uh he had a fumble and uh urban meyer took out his best running back mm-hmm. pretty much didn't play after that anymore which is doesn't make no sense at all like, i don't even think the fumble was his fault mm-hmm. like so yeah it's like urban get, you don't know what the fuck you're doing like you're not in college anymore you can't hold out your friggin' your best players because of just that. Like your name is not Bill Parcells. I'm not Bill Parcells. I'm sorry, Bill Belichick. Like, cut it out, bro. Yeah, way to go, um, Jaguars. That was a pretty dumb move on your part, but hey, whatever. Like maybe this is why they're at ten losses. Definitely. Um, the Rams side of the ball. There was a lot to talk about. Stafford uh, becoming possessed by a demon. Did he get hurt? Uh, he, I, he does have a, I think he is a questionable with something, but I didn't see like mid game or anything like that. Um, I think it was like after the game that they were talking about it. Huh. Um, he ended up with uh 295 yards and three touchdowns, zero donut hole interceptions. Uh, that was good for 36 fantasy points and, you know, uh, written maniac. Oh my God. I mean, I know that that helped her out a lot. Um, Sony Michelle. Oh my god, I was questioning the production that he was gonna have with Henderson out. I knew that you know he was gonna be the featured back, I mean, he had to be, but you know, I didn't expect this. He ended up with uh 22 fantasy points, a little bit over 120 yards, and a touchdown. So, yeah, he had a solid game, yeah, a very solid game. And you know, Cooper Cup, I feel like these high 20 games are almost like floors for him. I mean, he came through with 129 yards, and that touchdown he had was just so amazing. Um, brilliant play from him. They even did you did you see, happen to see like the game, or maybe like after whenever they interviewed him? No, I didn't. They uh, the reporter just asked him about that specific touchdown, and you know uh, how he found that opening, and you know there's memes coming out that. This guy explains it in such like a difficult technical way, and he's using a bunch of slang terms for plays and stuff like that. Like nobody really understood what he was saying, but I mean, I think the gist of it was pretty much that he recognized that uh, it was only going to be a safety down there that was guarding, you know, that zone, and they weren't going to run somebody actually guarding specifically him. So, in his mind, he knew he just had to beat the safety running-wise. And if you watch the play, that's exactly what happened. You know, he runs up a little bit, turns to the left, catches the ball. At that point, him and the safety are pretty much, you know, in line with each other. Stare down. He just just outruns him. So, 
I mean, yeah. So, uh, I mean, a good game from Rams. I know that a lot of people wanted to see something like this because, you know, they've been come un- they've been coming under some scrutiny lately, uh, especially Stafford. So, I mean, definitely a confidence booster for them going into the next week. Um, moving on to the next game, Washington versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Jay's boys. Um, uh, yet another game. Washington and the uh, the Raiders ending up with the same record after this since the Washington football team beat the Raiders. Uh, both of them go to a six record. Um, this game was actually pretty close. It ended up uh, 17 to 15. You know, Washington, they kind of controlled most of the first half of the game. But, um, of course, Carr is going to, you know, try to sling it, try to get back on the scoreboard. And uh, it was just a, kind of too little, too late. Of course, they didn't have Waller in, but uh, Brenfro, I mean, like a workhorse wide receiver these past couple weeks, 102 yards, uh, no touchdowns. So that was the only thing pretty much he was missing, 19 fantasy points from him. Um, on Washington's side of the ball, I mean, Heineke, he's continuing to be a reliable option for fantasy. I mean, I could tell you because I have to start him. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like I said last week, I believe he has the gusto to be a starting quarterback. So, I think this consistency uh, in his position is kind of showing. Um, Gibson, you know, we talked about that since uh, McKissick was uh, out. Definitely picked up the feature back role. Uh, 111 yards total between running and catching. He also had a touchdown. He was good for 22 fantasy points. Logan Thomas also had a touchdown, but, I mean, unfortunately, as we talked about earlier, he's out for the season. So, at least he got to help out his team get another win before he went out. Um, Speedy recovery to him, man. That sucks. Uh, Let's see. And actually, you know what? I think uh, Seals Jones as well is out. So, they're actually talking about, like, Josh Bates or something like that as a tight end. So that kind of goes along with what you were saying about the uh, the jinx on the tight ends because now even like Seals Jones is out, he can't even you know back up for Thomas. Right, that's crazy, man. Uh, next game, oh my god, I, I couldn't believe this one. Uh, Ravens versus the Steelers. Uh, you know, Ravens continuing to be a crazy mystery team where you don't even know whether they're good or whether they're bad. As soon as you want to say they're bad, they have a crazy performance. As soon as you say they're good, they shit the bed. Um, so final score was 19 to 20 Ravens uh, record is actually not that bad. They're eight and four. You know, some, I swear to God, some of the games I've watched, I wouldn't have guessed that uh, Steelers, uh, they move up to 6-5 and their one draw. I mean, not too much to talk about here. I mean, Lamar Jackson, of course. I mean, he started his running early. But, uh, I mean, the pressure came. I will say the Steelers' defense, they stepped up this week. I don't know. Maybe they were listening to Ryan Clark and all his mean words and all that. But uh, definitely the Steelers' defense came to play physical. Um, so they put the pressure on Lamar, and with the pressure came the sacks, and then eventually came the interception. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, Ben had some all right throws. You know, he ended the day with 236 yards and two touchdowns. He was good for uh, 28 fantasy points. And, uh, of course, receiving a lot of those yardage was uh, – a lot of that yardage was Johnson, 105 yards, two touchdowns as well. So, yeah, I mean, he had the touchdowns that Ben threw. He ended up with 31 fantasy points. Um, you know, <laughs> despite that, for some reason, I am not really impressed with that win from the Steelers. Um, I mean, have you seen, like, all those injuries that uh, Baltimore has? I've seen, I've, seen, I mean, I've seen a few. Um, is it most on the defense, I guess, right? Yeah, especially defensively. A lot of their starters are out. And, I mean, you know, we already know what's up with the running back situation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, speed bumps for Baltimore to get over. But, you know, this was a close game. So, I mean, they got to stop depending on uh, Lamar Jackson to have these crazy games and save them. Um, you know, as far as uh, uh, as far as Lamar Jackson's throwing, um, he's kind of being questionable as far as his accuracy. Um, but I will say, looking at the games, it's a lot of drop passes. So, I mean, you can't put too, like all the blame on uh, Jackson for that. So, I mean. Yeah, man. I mean, what do you what do you think about the Ravens? Because I swear to God, like every week, my opinion changes on them. I mean, really, all I can say is week to week, they're not they don't show a lot of consistency, other than maybe Mark Andrews, and you know. So I guess it all depends on if the defense can, which teams have shown can stop uh, Lamar. So you know, yeah, yeah. just. It's gonna it's gonna be game to game from here on out with Dom. You never you never know what you're gonna get with Dom. You really aren't. Yeah, and I mean I will say uh, you know last thing about this game, man. The craziest moment of the whole game probably had to be the last play. Um, you know the Ravens they had a chance uh, to beat the Steelers because they got a touchdown and they brought it up to uh, what was it? They brought it up to 19 points. 20 to 19. Yeah, they, they had brought their – yeah, they uh, brought up to 19 points with that last touchdown, and they went for the two-point conversion, and Mark Andrews actually dropped the pass. Now, that's actually a pass that was accurate. Like, Lamar Jackson threw it to him perfectly. It was totally catchable. Not really any contestment by the defenders, and it was just one of those anomaly plays where he kind of – he. It hits his hands, but then he starts juggling it. And, I mean, you know, you don't really want to put the loss on a player or a play, but it would have won the game if he caught that. So, um, yeah, tough one for uh, the Ravens. Uh, we'll see who they get next week, see if they can bounce back. Uh, next game going over San Francisco versus Seattle. Um, this was wild, man. Yeah, I was watching this one. You're watching it, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the 23, uh, the final score 23 to 30. Seahawks bring this one out, man. And, and it's crazy looking at their schedule. I mean, their uh, record four and eight. The Seahawks, um, 49ers now they're six and six, so they're they're dead 500. Um, 
You know, what'd you think of uh, Wilson's performance? He looked, he looked good. I think he went with 30 for 37 through two TDs. Yeah, two TDs. He, he, he looked good, I mean, he, you know. He got an interception in there, but I feel like, you know, at this point, if you're an elite quarterback, you know, that kind of comes with the territory. So Now, if he can just start connecting with DK Metcalf, get that going again, mm-hmm. it might just get, get on this hot streak going into the playoffs where they actually get into the playoffs as a wild card and probably save uh, Pete Carroll's job as well. You know, so uh, Rashard Penny looked pretty good. Um, I believe what's his name uh, was Tyler Terry. Come on. Homer? No, 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 no. The receiver. Receiver. Damn. I forget his name. Inconsistent for the Seahawks. Not DK Metcalf, but. Lockett? There we go. Tyler Lockett, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I was like totally thinking of like back bench players. I was like, who is he talking about? But I was okay, like, yeah. I know it starts with an L, but I can't. Like, damn. Um, <laughs> uh, he's been connected with him. Mm-hmm. Joe Everett, he's kind of gone away from Joe Everett a little bit, which, you know, if you notice the first game, he went to Joe Everett a lot because, of course, he probably didn't feel, mm-hmm. you know, 100% comfortable with his finger yet, you know, in the throwing arm. But now he's starting to, like, he's, he's starting to feel. You know, feel better about it. So moving forward, I mean, hey, you could probably probably call Russell Wilson the top five quarterback from here on out. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is doing his his stuff too, man. He's he's handling his own. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a little bit higher, uh, like two points higher than Wilson on fantasy, um, but just those two interceptions. If it wasn't for those, he would have had like a monster game. Yeah, and George Kittle got hot early in that game. Dude, um, 44 fantasy points. Yeah, I was watching. This is, this is like, with the, yeah. the premium, you know, enhancement for those who don't know. But, yeah, 181 yards, two touchdowns. It's crazy, man. Um, um, they, man, like, there was, like, a lot of, like, uh, back and forth. Like, didn't the, didn't the Seahawks, like, intercept it? Or, and then they fumbled it at the yeah. one-yard line? Yeah, there, there are some turnovers. They're, they're going back and forth on for about a quarter there. Yeah, I swear, dude, that was a roller coaster of a game. That, that was making the game interesting, as a matter of fact. I was watching that. I'm like, God damn, all right, so another one. Boom, go back. No, turn over there. Turn over, going back the other way. And it's like, shit. Like, oh, it's going to be exciting. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing was for the Seahawks to get another win, and now they can build off of the mistakes they made. So they definitely made some mistakes, but they still ended up being the 49ers, so. You know, I think that uh, speaks volumes as far as what the team is capable of. So, um, going on to the second, or no, actually the last game of uh, Sunday. It was Sunday night football. The Denver Broncos versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, actually, we got some live pictures, right, from uh, Drea and uh, Krista from the Red Maniacs yeah. and the Mile High Squad. Yeah. Live uh, live picks. They were actually at the game. You know, both of them are fans of each of the team. Um, this one ended up being kind of a low-scoring game. Chiefs, of course, they pulled this one out. Final score was 9-22. to This brings the Chiefs up to 8-4. Broncos are yet another team that go to 6-6. Six and six. Uh, It doesn't feel like it, but the Chiefs have won five in a row. I, I, I know what you mean. You know, and I feel like it has a lot to do with maybe they're getting away from 
okay, we need Pat Mahomes to have these crazy games every week for us to win. It's almost like, let's see what we could do with, you know, Mahomes only having, you know, what, like 20 pass attempts or something like that, or maybe even less. And they still end up pulling out the win. So, you know, that I have to say it's the defense. Yeah. I mean, dude, they had 14 points, uh, the Chiefs defense. I mean, two interceptions, a sack, a fumble, and I think, uh, yeah, one of the interceptions was a pick six. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're starting to figure out other ways that they can win instead of relying so much on Mahomes. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, Steady Teddy himself, uh, he had a decent fantasy day, 20 fantasy points. Uh, his two interceptions brought him down, though, uh, but he did have 257 passing yards and a TD. But uh, the guy that you predicted that was going to go off, I mean, you know, a lot of people were thinking it as well. Uh, Javante Williams mm-hmm. uh, definitely stepped up in a big way with Melvin Gordon out due to injury. Uh, total yards with passing and rushing, he had 178 yards, a TD. So he was good for uh, like uh, about 28 fantasy points. So, I mean, yeah, uh, but it just wasn't enough uh, to bring out the win. Um, even though we did see some uh, some good performance from Williams, so that's definitely somebody that you can keep an eye on for the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah, last game. Man, and this one was one that me and you were waiting to see since last podcast when we were talking about it. Um, Patriots versus the Bills. And I know you watched this one, right? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Because I remember you were messaging about it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll just briefly go over just some like little things. I mean, the 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 score was fourteen to ten. Patriots move up to nine and four. Uh, Bills go down to seven and five. I mean, Harrison and Stevenson, you know, they ran it literally all game. Um, yeah, what, what how many <laughs> what really pass attempts from uh, Mac Jones? Uh, Mac Jones had uh, where is he? He had two uh, two. Uh, he was two for three. Two pass, well, yeah, three pass attempts, two completed. That's that's crazy. But it's not. That was by design, though. Yeah, I mean, well, you you had the wind. It, there was there was of course snow, sleet. The wind was going uh, upwards of, uh, 25 miles an hour with gust up to 50 to 55 miles an hour. I mean, you couldn't do anything if you were going from left to right, was it? No, right to left first quarter or on yeah, yeah. First quarter, you know, for the Patriots, could, you couldn't do anything. Then switch them. It would switch over to every team until they got to, to the fourth quarter. But you, that's all. Yeah. That's all you could do. You couldn't really risk throwing the ball that much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the running game, the running game prevails again. Yeah, man. I mean, it was it was a great game. I think it was a perfect example of seeing what Belichick is capable of. Um, I mean, he knows how to win a game, even in a low scoring sense. I mean, uh, I had put it in the chat. I mean, I feel like one of his little chess moves was uh, Patriots having the ball in the fourth quarter. And uh, 
you know, they were going to have too much time left if they scored. So, I mean, literally these guys, they ran it like, you know, a few times, didn't gain much yardage, and uh, they just ended up punting the ball. And I feel like that was literally in Bill Belichick's plan. So the Bills, even if they got a touchdown on that drive, they would still be behind. and Or actually they would be ahead, but all Patriots would have to do would get a uh, field goal and then they would tie it up. Or if they got a touchdown, they would win. So, yeah. Um, you know, kudos to Bill Belichick. I think he should get another award for coach of the year. I think maybe this will be like his fourth one or something like that. Uh, if he did, but yeah, nine and four, dude, the Patriots record, like better than the Chiefs record right now. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what the Patriots can do. Right, I'm pretty sure they got the number one seed. Yeah, I mean, they yeah they they secured that, and I mean, wow, you know, it was. Even even me, you know, I kind of uh, had some sour grapes about the separation between him and Brady, so I really wasn't on the Belichick ch- uh, train anymore. But wow, he's uh, he's proving he doesn't need Brady; that it's really his mind, and he can work with what's he what he's got. Yeah, yeah, it was man, it was yeah, a very slow game, but still still exciting to watch. So, for sure, for sure. All right, I think what thing that about does it for the games, right? Yeah, that's all the games. Okay, um, let's go ahead and hit the go and hit the fantasy games for this coming week. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put emphasis on uh, on the ones that actually I don't say matter the most or matter more, but they just you know you're gonna be paying close attention to these two games. Or being to these four teams playing. Uh, first one being Renegades and Dirty Harry. It's like, like, yeah. I mean, we we've talked about how. Uh, I mean, well, we saw it this past week. Dirty Harry had the, uh, I think, the highest scoring game, or uh, under actually under Mile High Squad. But yeah, I mean, he's got that high upside, like we've talked about. And if his quarterbacks are hidden, he's he's a scary guy to play. Dude, you're not lying. I mean, I was looking at it. I swear to God, I was looking at it, and I was like, I am so glad I'm not playing Harry this week. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, dude. I mean, Renegades, you know, to his respect, I mean, um, yeah, he was looking, you know, kind of like a viable opponent for a while there. Uh, against you, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, you know, you know, a couple, uh, couple of non hits here and there, and that'll do it. You know, plus he's, you know, Tyler, I mean, Tarot Taylor's a good player. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson, but against Brady and Herbert, mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening. Uh, Harry just might find his, you know, squeak his way into the playoffs this year. So watch out, because if he gets in, it's going to be a rough one. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't know what – I mean, of course, the mix and injury, but 
the Barkley gamble didn't work out for him. And I really don't know what they're doing with Bateman on the Ravens. I feel like they hyped him up so much, especially whenever he came out of injury, and now they're not even using him. So, yeah, just uh, so much more talent, I think, on Harry's side for this week. All right. Uh, Another one, um, it looks lopsided, like one way, but it might go the other way. Can never be be too surprised that it does. Tight lines versus the Blue Demons. Blue Demons is out of the playoff picture, but – Still looking to play spoiler and spoiler uh, chances of going to the playoffs. I mean, yeah, Blue Demons this uh, this season, even though, you know, he's at the bottom, he's been like the Randy Orton legend killer over here. He's beaten me and you. Um, you know, I got to get my, my revenge, but still, like, man. Um I don't know. Visualize the quarterback that he could he could play. You know, if he's to put him in, mm-hmm. and all those players, you know, they just have to be that that day, or and this happened, where they all hit. Mm-hmm. And he's scoring 180, 190 points. So I mean, Thailand has more consistency overall at running back, wide receiver, you know, and tight end, and quarterback for that case, almost pretty much quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to say Thailand's pulls this out, and, uh, you know, it's just he's going to be watching to see if he's made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I actually think I'm going to go with uh, Blue Demons on this one, man. I mean, Carr, I feel like if he's having the right day and they're going up against Kansas City, I feel like he could, you know, keep up with Josh Allen. Ben, I mean, I don't believe in that boy. So, you know, he could probably start steady Teddy. And, I mean, everybody else that he's got, I feel like not high floor but high upside. So, I'm going to go with the Blue Demons this week. All right, next up. Wrong way. Next up, we got the Turkey Bags and Mile High. Each are are playing for something. uh, Turkey Bags is playing for his... uh, for his playoff life. No, pretty much playoff start this week for all of them. Um, Mile High is looking to, looking to secure that that bye week, that sacred bye week. Mm-hmm. So, it's... I mean, looking at the projections, they're like almost even, you know, 145, 149. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... She has she has uh she has steady steady quarterbacks. The running game could be up and down. Let's see if she actually puts uh, Montgomery in this week. I mean, and even uh, shoot, even AJ Dillon, uh, Debo Samuel should come back. They said so. On a turkey back side, you know he's he has those quarterbacks, but. This week he's stuck with Cam Newton and Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. That's tough right there. That's a tough pill to swallow with those two. Definitely. His running backs are, you know, he's got. Or, well, he's actually Fournette's playing, good. He's playing the only two running backs unless Gordon is going to play. If he's going to get clear to play, but if he doesn't, he's stuck with Deontay Foreman and Fournette. 
So, wide receiver, you know, he's pretty good with Adams. He has Lockett there. Williams, you know, up or down, we'll see. But he still has Cooks and Ayuk. He could play. Even Osborne. Man, I just... I feel like, you know, Mile High has been playing... You know, she has this mean streak going on. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, she she seems determined. She's won, she's won six in a row. Jesus. So this could be an early crash for her, where she's stuck in a wild card, or you know, turkey bags could come out you know, on top of this. But uh, and. I'm 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 gonna have to go with the with more with the more for sure and go mile high on this one. Okay. Honestly, uh, it's gonna be another pick where I uh, differ. I'm probably gonna go with turkey bags on this one. Um, there's a lot of cues next to you know a few of these names that mile high has. So I mean, at least one or two I think are probably not gonna be able to play this coming week. I mean, she if if Debo Samuel comes back, that'll definitely be a boost. Um, Cam Newton, I feel like maybe he'll he might lose the game, but I think he'll have a, a good fantasy day. Goff, I mean, I just think, like I said, he's gonna have that motivation. You know, he popped his his uh, cherry after I don't know how many weeks of getting a touchdown pass. Um, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with the turkey bags this week. All right. Well, shit. I mean, if he pulls that off, that'd be good. Um, next up, Rowdy Rough Boys and the Written Maniacs. Uh, I believe you're playing for the buy as well. Uh, Written Maniacs is just, you know, hers is more of like placement within the playoff uh, bracket. Mm-hmm. Of- from three to six, but dun, 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 dun. man, Tyree Kill needs to wake up. You know what? I'm gonna say this every time it's like comes down to him, like he's like one of my last players and I need him, he don't come through, you know. Uh, but he'll he'll give me like a 28 fantasy day if like I'm already dominating. He'll just like add like insult to injury. Like, I swear, I swear, whenever I saw that Tyreek Hill was going to be like one of the last people that I play, I like this guy's got a picture on Flea Flicker where he's like kind of giving like a, a, a grin. I just looked at that picture. I'm like, you're going to have a bust week for me, aren't you? And I knew it. I just had a feeling. If this was Cup, if it was Cup that was playing, you know, uh, Sunday night, then, oh, yeah, no, nah, hell, yeah. But, uh, no, nah, I had a weird feeling, didn't want to say anything, of course, and for sure jinx, my, jinx myself, but, um, yeah, he needs to wake up. I think he will. I mean, like I said, uh, I'm more confident in this matchup than I was with uh, Mal High. So, I mean, he's the number one wide receiver there, so. So, okay, um, well, yeah, I have to pick. Man. I will add Burrow, his uh, questionable, it seems fine. 
Um, they said that that finger dislocation happened actually before the game. And, I mean, he played with, like, through it no problem. And then Eckler, I'm not too sure. I mean, like you said, you had noticed maybe he might be banged up, but they literally said that after this last game that he's kind of banged up from that that game, but they're thinking he should play. Make sure you fix Goddard. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I hadn't uh I hadn't adjusted anything. Uh yet. Man. Now I'm gonna go over to Maniacs this time, man. No problem, no problem. Next last but not least. I'm continuing on my uh you know, take it easy pat all so I need to be kicked up. <laughs> um I mean, I'm still paying attention to everything, of course. And yes, that's right. If you look at my lineup, I am keeping the patch defense in there, and I am keeping Nick Folk, the, the Patriots kicker in there, even though they're on their bye. I am not about to drop them and then lose them because I had to, you know, I felt I needed to, you know, pick up some other defense and kicker to play him this week. And then, of course, by next week, I'm going to lose out because somebody will pick him up tomorrow or the next day or whatever, you know, just to hold on to him. So, I mean, damn, I mean. Hey. I like I mean, my you got to you got to honestly I feel like you could make some cuts somewhere and even if somebody picked them up I don't feel like they're going to be No, Chris, you know this is this is the team that brought me here and this is the team that I'm going to that I'm going to win it with. I feel you. Now, I mean honestly Patriots defense I mean it shows it. Nick Folk Patriots defense they're they're both ranked number 1. Um I mean hey Shoot, I mean, I like the, I like the guts. I like the uh, the forward thinking. You know, even if even if you do somehow uh, lose this week, I mean, we'll we'll know that there was that variable in it. Um, you know, if you, look, you know, if you look at my team, of course, yeah, I wouldn't play Dan Jones, but he's out. Fields, I'm not gonna let him go. You know, because the quarterback situation or whatever, you want to have. You know, enough uh, subs in, subs, so that's I feel good with that. Eagles on a bye. Swift is still out from his shoulder, which okay. Uh, John the Taylor and Bourne both on buys. Kaseki on bye, and Waller might be coming back from his injury this week. Mm-hmm. So th- this is like this is like my last hill before the playoffs, where. I had buys, and then I had the people who were knocked up, you know, from injury that were, it was, you know, it's going to have to do this one way or another. But luckily, I've, like I said, I've already cemented my place, you know, first on buy, all that, all the above. So I can afford to do this because, mm-hmm. like I said, this is the team that has brought me here. I mean, hey, man, you're, uh, I mean, just how your record is similar to the the Cardinals, just off by one game. I feel like, uh, yeah, you're you're thinking ahead. Um, even 
I mean, that doesn't even lock in this loss for you. But, I mean, yeah, even if uh, you do lose, you know, you, you've set yourself up with enough of a cushion that you can take it. Um, I mean, I would think by week 15, every player that I have that, you know, has something going on injury-wise, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So, especially, you know, some of the buys, like Taylor, man, thank God it's happening this week. Or even if it was next week, but, mm-hmm. you know. It over with, so yeah. I mean, just as far as the matchup goes, though, I mean, I will have to take uh, Queen of Queens. I mean, uh, Taysom is probably gonna, I believe, is gonna start another game. Uh, fantasy wise, like we said, he's good. I think Prescott's gonna have it's probably gonna be a shootout between um, him and Heineke. Patterson, I mean, we've talked about him coming out of nowhere. Michelle, I'm pretty sure Henderson's going to be out again. Um, the Cooper one, I'm not too confident in Cooper, but I am in Mooney and Johnson and Hawkinson. So, yeah, I'm going I'm to have to take Queen of Queens on this one. Yeah, that's fine. Everything, everything considered. I mean, speaking, you know, listen, I'll bring up, let's say, keepers for next year. Honestly, I'm gonna talk with her. I'm like, you got you got some pretty good people that you could keep. You know, looking forward to next year. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she does. I mean, she has. You know, shit. If you even think about it, uh, Patterson, Shosky Patterson. What? That's a that's a waiver wire. So that'd be eleventh round. Pick. She'd have to give up. You know, to keep him. Which looks like he found his home. You know. What about? Uh... Okay, so if they're waiver wire, then you give up a 11th round? Yeah, that's where it starts. What about, um, like, I mean, just, like as an example, let's say you wanted to keep Wilson. What would that be since you traded for him? Well, whenever you get a traded player, that what they're, what they're worth, like when they were drafted or if they're on the waiver wire, that still comes with the player. So Russell Wilson, she drafted in like the 7th or 8th round, something like that. So let's say if it was if it was eighth round, I believe, or his seventh round, say seventh round, for me to keep him, I'd have to give up a sixth round pick. Okay. No, so even, let's say he she had kept him for two years, that value would still come with him, and I only get to keep him for one year because she kept him for two years. You know what I mean? Are you uh, are you ready to say goodbye to uh, Mahomes next year? Um, it's not ending on. The way I thought it would, you know. So I mean, you you milked the guy. You milked him. I, oh, I definitely did. I mean, <laughs> last year. I mean, hey, last year was last year. But but you know, if, if he could, if I could have, you know, did something else with my team, then yeah, you know, he was doing well. But yeah, yeah I think it's time to cut those ties. I think it's time for uh, for the future ventures. Uh, yeah. Conversation, like I mean, I might keep Russell Wilson just because guy's a top five quarterback, and he would go earlier than that. Are you uh, are you willing to say if you'd be going uh, for Mahomes in the draft if he uh, so happens to come for you? Come to you? It, it all depends on the placement, like where he where he would fall to me, where he if he where he would happen to if so fall to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what round and whatnot because I'm not going to forget about this year. 
how can I? You know, teams have figured out these these passing pass heavy teams, and so Mahomes is you know one of those gunslingers, and so I can't forget you know the games where he he didn't perform like he you know you did in years past. Mm. You know, I know he's still capable of it, but I just got to see what happens with the Chiefs, what they do with their roster, who do they sign, who do they go, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, man. You got to be careful of the recency bias. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I got all my players that I'm, I know who I'm going to keep. Okay. James Conner better not be one. Uh, James <laughs> Conner is not one. He's not? No, bro. Damn, you would give up, what, 11th round pick for him because he's, wouldn't you pick him up off waiver? Yeah. But I still have one, one, two, uh, three. Like, he might, might not. I don't know. Probably not. So do I have to give up Eckler since this will be the third year I have him? This is the third, this is uh, the third keeper year? You know what? I have to check on that second year because I'm not sure if I kept him. Yeah, you kept if... him. Oh, okay, okay. You... Yeah, this is my third, yeah. Cause... So this is your fourth year or this is your third year in the league? This is my third year. Okay, so you think you would have one more year with him because whenever you get the player, that year doesn't count as a keeper. The keeper starts the following season. That would be oh. keeper of season one, and then after that, two and three. I see. We so, still in it, Eckler. You've been with me since day one, baby. I think you've given up a fifth round this past year. Mm-hmm. So now it'll be fourth. I'll be fourth, and your fourth and final. Your four. I'm the yeah. The fourth round pick, and this will be your final year with him. Go over some things. Negotiate contracts. No. What you gotta do? No, especially for his. Like I said, you could get these players off a of waiver wire. And they're a gold mine. She gotta go with it. Which that happened to me two years. One, two, two years in a row. And then that third year I was riding that wave, which I won the title, of course. You know, Harry should have beat me in the divisional, but he swapped out some a player that Nobody would ever really leave in that lineup over the person that he had on his bench, but that shit like that happens. So, that shit yeah, happens. I mean, hey, even yeah, speaking of that waiver wire, I mean, even me, I, uh, I'm having you know, uh, different thoughts. Uh, if I'm gonna keep Burrow, you know, even though I drafted him. Because I got two two on Heineke were both waiver wire picks, and the way they've been performing these past few weeks, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I think with Heineke, you gotta see what the Redskins are gonna do with him. For sure, uh, For you sure. know, Tua's a lock; he's gonna be there. So, it's so crazy how they were going over that rumor that he was gonna get traded, or well, not even traded, but like. Uh, Watson was going to replace him. Well, I mean, it was a thing for so long, you know, and Watson's a damn good quarterback, so. He um, is. But, yeah, but like the draft is going to get even a lot weirder this next year 
we're not weirder, but people, I guess uh, it's going to be interesting to see how people draft. You know, like who are they going to who are they going to keep to help them to go in the draft a certain direction they need, or if they're even going to pay attention to that, or if they're just going off on a haywire and <coughs> acting like those keepers are not really there, but they're there, but they're still going going to draft the way they've always drafted. I'm assuming that uh, next year you keep a uh, Superflex and Titan Premium, or oh yeah, that's that's here to stay. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's here. <laughs> that I mean, that raises the, comp- the level of competition. You know that it, so it's not just like five, six, seven teams or ten teams who have these twelve teams who have these top quarterbacks and. You know, it's just like, okay, well, which quarterbacks are going to the other? Like, no, man, let's go ahead and, you know, let's invest, let's, you know, invest into the quarterbacks more because they're just sitting there, just talent that's sitting on the waiver wire. It's like, come, you know, you at another level to where you have to pay attention to every position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the main thing on my slate after the season to vote on is if you already know what it is. You know what it is. What's that? And the kickers, finally. Or. Wait, wait. Before you say that, I just want to point out how crazy it is that you were advocating for a defense kicker to be one thing when literally you got the defense and kicker of the Patriots that you don't want to give up because they're so badass. And in your case, you know, you if you had defense kicker combined, I mean, it would work out for you. But, you know, if somebody else had the number one kicker on their team and somebody else had the number one defense on their team, you know, that's, you know, making some differences. I mean, I had the Cowboys. I stupidly didn't play them. And they had, what, 16 points? Like, that's... That's like, you know, wide receiver two, RB two, like quality points right there. Well, I guess putting it in that sense, it's more like, well, we're going to play nice and we're going to share. Oh, my. And we're going to make sure everybody has a chance to get a top kicker and top defense, even though, yes, Jay wants to get rid of them. But he sold him out to him. I was like, well, yeah, because we didn't get rid of it. So that's still a position that, you know, I don't want to lose. I want to, I'm in this to win this. I'm going to dominate. You know, no, no mercy. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. having mercy on any soul in this. So if, I, if that means I have to go out there and, you know, happen to get the best defense and best kicker, then so goddamn be it. I'm going to fucking do it just so I can, you know, put towards some kind of dominance. You know, exactly. which all falls into that competitive nature. We're like, no, I don't want nothing fair. I want to dominate you. I want to friggin', mm-hmm. you know, I want to go ahead and take full advantage and just, you know, take everybody out by re- by a by a big margin and yada 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 all that. So you know, that's that's how it goes. Yeah. If we com- if we combine them, the, exactly. now, the real question would be, what do we do with that extra spot? If you combine them, do we put like yeah? If we put like, do we put like a third wide receiver spot, or would we just move that to another flex, or would people just want to do away with it, which I hope they wouldn't. 
mean, dude, I mean, honestly, with just all the extra questions, I mean, just like last year, I mean, I'm I'm just firmly an advocate advocate for keeping them separate. I mean, just just the things that you said about dominating and all that, like, I mean, it adds extra competitiveness where you can, you know, uh, defense and kicker, like those were not the, those were not the people that you drafted for your kicks. Exactly. So, you know, you played the cards right competitively and you ended up with, it just so happened, number one kicker, number one defense. You know, it could, like I said, it could have ended up that you got the defense from Patriots and somebody else got the kicker, stuff like that. So competitiveness, you know, I feel like it adds because if we're separating them, it's harder for you to end up with, you know, the situation you have. So this is about me. But if, you know, you did the research and you, you know, kind of got onto it before everybody else. So, you know, still, you know, and also that combined with the fact of like, what are we going to put in that extra spot? That's, I just feel like everything's just leading. The stars are aligning to, I like it how it is now. The tight end premium is tight. The super flex is tight. Um, If I had to pick, I guess, yeah, do another flex position. That's not QB, just like, you know, regular flex. But, you know, that's if I had to absolutely choose. But I'd rather keep it separate. So, okay. And I think it's cute that it's like, it's more like it's like, what's another way we could take Jay down? No, separate. no. Oh, my God. Any way we could take him down, we got to do it. I'm I'm not talking bad about it. No, I'm like, I'm kind of laughing. I'm just like. I'm like, so no. we're back to this. No. Dog. It's like the league because against Jay. Who's going to beat him? Who's going to take him down? We got to no. keep this. No, I'm just fucking with you, dude. Because, look, last year you didn't win the championship. You know what Fuck I'm no. I got like, nowhere close to that. Shit. Yeah. I needed that, though. I needed that. Yeah. So, like, honestly, you know, there's as long as people are doing their homework, there's viable ways for everybody to win that. Then we add in like injuries and stuff like that, and then bust whatever. So I mean, what I'm saying is like, if anything, I'm giving it up to you that you did your homework, and bam, wham, bam, thank you, man. We turn around, and Jay has not only this incredible QB superflex combo, but he also was able to snag number one kicker in defense. Like, I mean. You did it pretty much what I'm saying is you did it and you made that lineup in these conditions already. So, like, us trying to keep it the same way, it's not us trying to hinder you because you did it in these conditions already. If we were going to say, like, I mean, I don't know, like a quick, I don't just, I don't know how to put it in example form, but if we're going to say, like, oh, a rule for, kickers and defense you can't start like a kicker and defense from the same team like i would never like that's just an example then yeah that you could be like okay like so y'all are just trying to take me down because i ended up with this badass combo but you know you did it in these conditions with everything said and done all these rules 
you still ended up with the number one kicker in defense. I feel like, hey, you know, the probability is out there for everyone. If you're talking about competitiveness to end up with your same situation, you know, and I see. I see I, what you're I, saying. I was just, I was just talking shit because you know, because oh my bad, dude. No, just because it brings up my next point, where I was like, I was talking to Queen of Queens, and I'm like, you know what? I was like, so around this time, in those years that I did win, my team was always on another level, and I always changed the name. Right before the playoffs start, and I was—I remember that. I was like, "This could be the third coming of the All <coughs> God Squad." You're gonna be like P Diddy and change names. I did. I did those other two years. I won. I'm just saying. Well, I hope you do that. I wish that for you, you know. I, uh, like I said, bro, the tallest buildings mm-hmm. take take the longest to crash. But when they crash, it's so much more of a bigger boom than it would be for a short building. So now, for what, the folks for the folks out there, I'm pretty sure you can decipher what that means. So what that means, in other words, oh, is. Okay. You got to fall from the top at some time, or the fall is always harsher from a lonelier spot at the top. You know what? I agree with you. Yes, because I think what we're betting on here is damn, dude, you're almost like Tom Brady, like where, you know, People were like, oh, the statistics say this, and this guy's got to fall at some point, and he's kept up this good of a, a record, whatever. And, yeah, I mean, I'm saying, man, I'm looking at the Cardinals. Cardinals have last year were a team I looked at that I didn't believe too much in, even though I like Colin Murray. I love him. And you have sure. the same record as the Cardinals pretty much. Is, is that your first round pick next year? What's that? Colin Murray. Uh, yeah, you know, everybody who goes off and they beat me because of that, you're on my shit list. But then the only way you redeem yourself is you come on my team. So James Conner, you're on my shit list. Unless you come on my team, then you're instantly redeemed. Whatever. Okay. Um, Where were you now? What's that? Where were you? I was saying pretty much uh, trying to explain my metaphor, which I mean, that's just too wordy. But pretty much saying, you know, I'm betting that the fall is going to come before, you know, the championship game. And pretty much, you know, I mean, for for you, it's projected that you probably win this thing. But now, now my response for all that is. When the fall from the top happens it is very humbling because you mm-hmm. think it's going to go one way. But then when you fall, you feel different. So when you're on your rise back to the top, you will do anything and stop at nothing to make sure you're going to be at that top that next time again. So you're saying you're... 
<coughs> Excuse me, sorry. You're good. So you're saying you already experienced your fall? Well, I mean, duh, last year. I mean, yeah, but that's not that's not fall, bro. What do you mean? I go from winning the title to to winning only two games. Well, yeah, I mean, on the spectrum of like your career in fantasy football, but if we're talking about like each year, how we say it kind of starts anew. I mean, you know, yeah, you beat me good. And like in your own words, after that, you just started doing bad. So, you know, that was just a bad season for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about a fall in the sense of like, what what would we say? Like, like last year, the Steelers, a fall where, what were they, 11 wins in a row? Right? Okay. okay. I mean, yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I, I get, I get, that's fine. Yeah, that's, I mean, that could be, could be looking like that. I mean, sure. It's just, you know, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to do bad when, when I got to the draft last year. I know I hadn't done what I normally had, had done, but I figured I was going to be okay, you know, middle of the pack, whatever. But I jinxed myself from the very beginning. And yeah, it was a fall because I know the way I prepare <clears throat> works. Right. It's worked in the past. So I know I didn't prepare like that. Now knowing that I prepared like that <laughs> and more this year, <clears throat> I could say I mean that was a fall. I mean, last year was a fall all the way through. You're talking about fancy football, you're talking about everything else. Like you name it, mm-hmm. everything's like bam. And so mm-hmm. just to climb right back. I don't know. I just I just it, it was I'm telling you, it was a humbling, you know, it it was a humbling experience, but it also was it was uh, the, the monkey got the monkey got lifted off my back when I found out I wasn't going to go to the playoffs because mm-hmm. from the start I did need to take that break, you know. So thank God, but it's also like you know what, I won't let that happen again. Which I'm not saying I'm going to win every year, but I'm going to you know prepare. You know how yeah. Bill Belichick would or, or Tom Brady, you know, in that sense and. Yeah, it just yeah, you know. I guess everybody's fall is different in their eyes, or how people fall, how they fall. In which you have a valid point, very valid point. And it can be looked at as that as well. You know, there's more than one right answer. <clears throat> so, you know, honestly, uh, yeah, honestly, I, I agree with that because as far as like the differences and how we see our falls, <clears throat> like those two first years that I had, you know, I was like waiver wire vulture just trying to do anything i could i mean the fact that i was staying in the running now that i look back was you know a little bit of luck plus like me just like obsessed with the waiver wire so honestly this season whenever you know i actually draft a team where the majority of my players are there to stay you know minus a few adjustments and you know i'm ending up being top three you know the whole season so far you know i do still have those moments where i'm like damn i remember the first two years where i was fucking struggling like i'm looking at start and sit videos and like uh three of my people on my starter bench are getting like you know sits from all the projection analysts and all that i'm like fuck but yeah so i mean i feel what you're saying like you know you kind of you feel how it feels to like lose and be struggling so you're like, all right, 
you, you kind of just think about like that next season sometimes or what you would do different the next go round. Yeah, because it could be that one. You know, <clears throat> they, they say you can't win the title in your first round, but you can definitely lose the season in the first round. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and all that surrounding the surrounding cast, and yeah, I mean that's, I mean shoot, first round, you know, was lost, and so just to try, I couldn't recover from that. Mm-hmm. You could, you did in your first year. You recovered from your first round under your first year, so it's like, trust me, that that that. You know, people, I'm sure people still look at that and that were around back then, mm-hmm. and you know that was that was. That year was just absolutely insane how you did on the waiver wire because you actually had to play those players. A lot of times, people on the waiver wire are just picking up the talent, saying who's good, but they're afraid to play them. They're real standoffish. Yeah, for sure. You actually plugged them in and you're going and going and going and going. So, yeah. Um, was that last year? I mean, it was just, I just call last year a fog because nobody knew. It, it was just a big. I just thought it was a big mess of a year. Um, it was pretty. Uh, it was. It was a pretty gray season. Like it was just a weird season. Just yeah, gray. It's like you know, some of the shit that was happening would never happen, and so. Uh, but um, I don't even know where it was. Well, about the fall, but yeah. So you know, doing that, you hey, anybody can do it. Anybody can climb their way back to the top if you just know what's worked in the past or what was working go back to go back to those basics and you know it works hey, that works in life that works in fantasy football that works in a lot of things you know and I mean it does show but you, it has to I believe it has to be a difference made from the beginning like you're you're one of those uh what's the word I'm looking for it's a st- statistics word you're 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 and not, I don't want to say anomaly, but you're one of those outside projections that's like a million to one that worked its way in. So, yeah, you do count that, but you really don't count that because that hardly ever, 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 ever happens. Hardly ever. You know? Yeah, it's like it's fall the, uh, you, want it, you need it to fall. It's kind of like that phrase where, like, uh, that's more the exception than it is the rule. You know, like, uh, like I've heard that in several times where, like, oh, well, you know, haven't seen, haven't you seen this person who, I don't know, like, just a random example, like, haven't you seen this, uh, you know, 80-something, 90-something-year-old lady who drinks soda every day and she's outlived all her doctors? Uh, so haven't you seen that, you know, trying to be an advocate for drinking soda all the time? You know, you would just say that's the more the exception than it is the rule. Like outlier, that's the word I'm looking for. It's an outlier, exactly. So, so I mean, you know, Outcast has always been one of my favorite groups. You know, what I'm saying I've always loved that that you know name and dude. It was crazy. Like it comes full circle because even that draft King of the Hill that I'm part of, that Mike was part of, but he got eliminated. It's the same thing. Like. They literally, dude, they have a chat where it's like this with all the, the players on there. They literally do not ever, like, say anything on that chat. And that's the one that I'm on. But my homie Mike, because I work with him, 
he's telling me like, oh yeah, they got all these like separate chats and they're all talking about you saying like, oh, I can't wait for this guy to lose because this is my first year in the league. And Mike's like, what the hell, Mike? Like, who's this guy that you brought in the league? And like, you know, he's still here and he's talking shit. So, you know, even in that league, I'm like feeling those, you know, symptoms of a, of an outlier where I'm just like, damn. You know, fuck well, it. I'm pioneering. You just you stick with what works because it has been working, and you just keep grinding. You know, and yeah, fantasy football is like some will say forty percent luck, some say fifty, some say sixty percent luck, some say eighty percent luck. You know, but I would say during the regular season, you know, it's about forty, sixty, forty percent luck, sixty percent skills, knowing your players, knowing who to draft and how to draft and where to, where to prioritize. But mm-hmm. when you get to the playoffs, I think that those numbers change. You know, they can change significantly mm-hmm. to where it's like 70% luck, excuse me, 70% luck, 30% skill because there's so many different anomalies now where injuries or even some bye weeks left over or Injuries happening during the game that are so unexpected, you know, it just, you know, that's why you always got to have your team prepared, mm-hmm. you know, a certain amount of this person, a certain amount of that person. And, you know, also, I don't know, I, I, I have no idea if anybody listens to us that is first or second timers, whatever, third year, but they just can't figure it out. And, you know, my advice would be, get into a league where people will actually help you, like talk to you, show you a process, talk about a process. Don't draft for you. You don't know. Or don't really set, you know, answer questions here or there throughout the year, but don't tell them, well, go pick up name 10 people because you're just hurting yourself. They have to kind of figure that out. But you talk to them before the year, you know, you ask questions, you know, like in our league, anybody can ask me really anything in the off season, even during the year, really it just depends, you know, Last year, I was a little bit too giving there and telling people who to pick up and how to do all this, and that kind of hurt me as well. But, you know, before, I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll answer your question. I'll even talk about it, you know, when it came to, like, the let's say, I go back to this year with the Superflex, you know. I, I said it over and over again. You know, you have to prioritize QB now because they are the high-scoring players in fantasy football. So they are going to matter now a lot. Consistently, yeah. I just think there's still that stigma with everybody that don't draft a quarterback early, you know. So when it happens, they're like, "Oh shit!" Like, but yeah, duh, you're playing two quarterbacks. Yeah. You know? So gotta try to prioritize where in the draft with that, and you know, ask questions, ask questions. You know, look, do research somehow. I can't tell you how to do that because I can't tell you, can't say how to do everything. Mm-hmm. But it's got to you know, formulate some kind of plan to do research, and it, it makes a difference. It really does make a difference. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, getting to the playoffs, shit. I'd rather play nobody and just hand me a freaking <laughs> to, to say I'm, I'm, I'm the champ. But, of course, it doesn't work like that. So, you know, yeah, you know, uh, make sure your teams are good going into the playoffs. For next year, you could even start, you know, start setting in who you're going to keep for the playoff front and into the playoffs, like by week 10, you know, maybe week nine, or it could be earlier than that, or 
you know, just pay attention early, you know, get all the talent you can early. And, you know, one thing is a lot of people don't stick with their players. They just end up dropping them because they had two or three bad weeks. Somebody else pick them up and they start, you know, going off. You know, you got to stick with, you know, your players. You got to give them that chance. Sometimes it takes three or four weeks, but they'll come around. That was me. That was me with uh, Patterson, Cordero. You know, I all the all the research and all that I was doing, and you know, I see his name kind of uh, mentioned a lot in the the Falcons like uh, preseason practicing and all that, and uh, so yeah, but like yeah, but like to what she said, I think his first few weeks he wasn't doing anything, and uh, I tried to bet on Philip Lindsay breaking out. And, uh, yeah, so it didn't work out. I mean, that's a moment where I learned, like, I got to try to hold on to people that I think have a little bit more upside a little longer. Did you draft him originally? No, I didn't draft him. I picked him up off of waivers. When did you, when did you drop him? Oh, um, man, I don't know. It had so to I know be Queen like of Queens picked him up in, like, week four. three. I think she yeah. picked him up in week three. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, it had to be like three or four. And then honestly, if I can remember correctly, like. No, it had to be before then, bro, because he was already, he had scored points his first game and his second game. Damn, maybe. You probably you probably dropped him before. He had to drop him before the season because I remember seeing him on waiver wire. But, you know, of course, it's Cordell Patterson. Everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, learned a lesson about that. And this year was just different. Damn, yeah, you're right. You know what? I'll, I'll go back on it uh, right now. On uh, after we get off, but uh, yeah, dude. Honestly, that was one. I and mean, I know there's been some other people too that I've dropped, and uh, and they was just you know went off. But yeah, so I know how that stings. I mean, case in point, I held on to Taylor, and he finally started going off in like week what 14 or 15, 13, 12, or something like that last year. But he did nothing except for one game, the first 11, 12 games. I was so close to dropping him, but I was like, no, no, hold on to him. And no, now, hey, I got the number one running back in, in the NFL. All right. See, you were supposed to talk about a time where you let a go uh, player go too early, not not whenever you were right. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let me think. <laughs> let me – oh, you know what? This this is before I started doing research and, and finally understanding fantasy football a whole lot more. This is like – Six years ago or something, um, I picked up David Johnson over waivers. I wasn't happy with his 15 points that he was mm-hmm. doing. I needed more. I always was chasing points that time. Always, always, always. I always wanted more. This this person's supposed to do better. Supposed to, supposed to do more. I dropped him. Biggest mistake of my life. Because after that, he was averaging anywhere from like 25 to 30 a game. Ooh. His rookie season. Yeah. Well, I mean, yep. you, see, you see how easy you remember that, you know? You remember Bro, it de- that. It, like, that killed my playoffs right there, everything. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, like, I'm still doing okay, you know, I'm still doing fine, but I think about, damn, what if I had Cortero Patterson playing in the flex, like, like in Jerry Judy's spot, like, oh, my God, like, I'd be so just bananas right now. But, I mean, hey, you live, you learn. Yeah, and you know, let's say, I don't know who else is there. Oh, no, okay, we'll bring up turkey bags, you know, with Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Derrick Henry on his team, his other players never 
as never consistent really, but they at points in time they were each putting enough in the games, but never mm-hmm. the same games. It's always a different mix. So he was always pulling off a win, a W. Not and a lot of them were close too, but he was pulling it off. And it was looking like he was going to coast. You know, he was, looking, he was ready to take over that division over there. He was right there behind you. And mm-hmm. uh, there goes Derrick Henry. And now it's just like, you know, that's the way it happens. Dad, you know, or, you know, and with it, I think his trade of T. Higgins, I, I think he should have held on to T. Higgins because you look at T. Higgins now, T. Higgins is just going off. He caught fire. You know. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I'll say that uh, Turkey Bags, he's the one that kind of, you know, classic case of me trying to learn from somebody else's mistakes because he had Madison drafted. I mean, not drafted, but he picked him up off of waivers. I think maybe Mile High dropped him or whatever. Uh, He picked him up and just, I mean, held on to to him for a while. And uh, whenever that Henry injury happened, if I remember right, that's around the time whenever he dropped Madison. And, I mean, whenever Henry got injured, that just, like, really opened my eyes. Like, damn, like, I need to get a backup for one of these guys, Madison, being highly productive. So, I mean, that's what made me pick him up instantly. And he even, I think he even said it on the chat, like, you know, whenever I had, uh, whenever that Dalvin Cook injury happened, he was like, man, aren't you glad you picked up Madison? Because he dropped him for whatever reason. I think he needed, like, a more viable running back, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you can't keep them. Sometimes you have to drop them because you need another spot, another position. Exactly. So you can't hold on to them. So, you know, that happens, you know, Jamal Williams, I've held on to him all year because I knew, I just knew Swift is going to have at least one injury. So yeah. I knew if I had Williams, Williams could pick right up. He didn't this past week, you know, like Swift has been doing, but I'm sure he'll gain steam if he starts to continue on as the number one back out there. So, um, should you, who else? Uh, quarterbacks have been a hot spot there too with that. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, hey, everybody, like I said, go through their own thing. Some really, really rise, some really, really fall, some stay in the middle. Uh, you want to make that difference. You want to be that difference in the league. You got to make that difference before the draft, mm-hmm. and after the season's over. You know, don't stray too far away from the info. That way, you, you know, you'll have it kept up when you need to really turn it up a notch. So, but I think I mean what I think that about does it for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so, man. I think, you know, we covered, I mean, we've been fantasy focused these past, you know, few weeks now that we're approaching playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we covered everything. And so we're coming to you next week. It'll be due to, uh, or I'm sorry, it'll be uh, playoff time, actual playoff starting. This week is a playoff for those four teams that are vying for that last two spots. The national playoffs start, you know. Next week. And what four teams are there? Turkey Bags, Dirty Harry, Renegades, and Tight Lines 1977. Wow. 
Who do so, you like out of those four? Um, I'm going to go with Harry. Harry just needs to win, and he's in. So he has a good chance against Renegades. It's just it's the other ones I'm not sure of, you know. Uh, the tie lines or the turkey bags. Tie lines has easier way in as far as, you know, who he's playing, but he can still lose. Turkey bags might, he might not even have to win if other teams lose. So he can still get in with a loss in at least two different scenarios. So, I mean, turkey bags might just, you know, squeak his way in. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, folks. Well, uh, until next time, you know, keep that season going. You know, play spoilers if you're not in the playoffs. You know, you know everybody likes a good spoiler. And, uh, yeah, y'all take care and be safe. Till next time, y'all. To the magic, both top fresh from the cradle to the casket. Always in the good vibes, never in the madness. Turn it up, yeah, got the speakers on blasting. Always in the good vibes, hold on to the magic. See you checking out the drip, yeah, I'm splashing. Candy paint, woo, on the classic. Rams 24, if you ask it, we'll stay down. What? Thought that was established. Hey, whoa, gotta go. Pushing the gas down with my big toe.